everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host for today. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, and I am flying solo this week. Dalton Anthony is at a work event that he could not get out of, and for whatever reason, he decided to put his actual career in front of a silly little wrestling podcast. So, we see where his priorities lie. I do have a slight conspiracy theory that this event just happened to come up the week of the show that he knew he was getting a new nickname. And I think he was just trying to dodge that. So stay tuned next week and we'll we'll have a big reveal for the not incredibly different but very different nickname for one Mr. Dalton Anthony. So... Uh, I will be flying solo, like I said. This will be a shorter episode. I'm going to talk a lot about Elimination Chamber, but there's a few things we want to mention beforehand. Um, before the actual show starts, because I don't want to just like lump this in with the news and then move on, I'm still struggling to find a way to transition into and out of really, really serious and sad news, like this week where we have the passing of Jerry Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett's father, uh, one of the founding, one of the people who founded NWA TNA, which then, of course, you know, became TNA and now Impact Wrestling. Um, obviously, historic booker, historic promoter, uh, working with WCCW, the USWA, um, all across Tennessee and the Mid South. Just there are just an absurd number of names, and that wouldn't have been if it wasn't for Jerry Jarrett and companies and people who went through those companies that, that he worked with. So it is a big loss in the world of professional wrestling and our condolences go out to uh, Jerry's friends and family and anyone that who is, who is grieving him. So uh, I want to just mention that up at the top of the show because it, you know, elimination chamber, it's a big event where I'm very excited to talk about it, but like, this is real life. This is someone's life that deserves respect and to be acknowledged. So, um, he was 80 years old, passed away, uh, very, very hearty fuck cancer, uh, as we want to say, because just fuck cancer. And yeah, it's, if you are unfamiliar with like his impact, I am not the wrestling historian that would be able to, to give that to you. But I've, I've seen several like articles and things that people have written kind of testaments to his importance to the professional wrestling history. So just wanted to say that out there. And again, like I said, terrible at terrible at transitioning and, and the best way to handle that. So what I'm going to do now is I am going to go ahead and move on to what we typically would start at the beginning of every episode of the podcast with the power of positivity because there is just so much negativity out there on the internet surrounding pro wrestling also like very very sad news with jerry jarrett and the just the the trash things that people say online about any aspect of professional wrestling if you spend more than five minutes looking at it so we start every episode with the power of positivity, something that made us happy in the world of pro wrestling, pro wrestling, excuse me. And mine for this week is kind of a local one, but it goes to our friend Van the Man Van Horn. 
he we met him when he came to CCW. He's wrestled all across the country, really. He's done stuff with WWF. He's done stuff uh, on television in Memphis. And more importantly, though, he's just the absolute sweetest person. Van is a total sweetheart. We were complete nobodies when he met us. I mean, we're still complete nobodies, but even like more so then. And he was always just so nice and so sweet and so helpful. And so he had his last match on Saturday, this past Saturday. Dalton and I went uh, down to Tennessee to watch his final match. They mentioned after the after the match happened that he had just turned 60 years old and he's now officially wrestled in four different decades, which, you know, how many people can really say that? And he's just a really, really good dude. He's always been super great to us. And I just wanted to put out there that Van is, in fact, the man. So big shout out to him. Um, if I had to do one, I'll do Dalton's for him because since he's not here and we usually would do two anyway. The other one being the clip from the wrestling club from the school in, I think it's New York. I'm not 100% sure, but there was a... Uh, video that went up I, I put it on our I retweeted the video on the show's Twitter account at nerdiest part cheap plug get that in there um but the uh it was Biggie Titus O'Neil Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin visiting this wrestling club um and it is just it's very very wholesome it's very very sweet and uh yeah it is in New York and the video just made me super happy so it, go out of your way to watch it if you haven't it. Like I said, it's on our uh, Twitter page there. So check that out if you want a reason to smile. Because I dare you to watch the video, watch Big E go in, watch uh, the other wrestlers go in, and watch the kids just lose their absolute minds. It is beautiful and wonderful, and it made me very, very happy. Big story. The one thing that I wanted to mention is I saw this last week as we for like the news of the week portion, which it's not really news. I just think it's kind of a cool thing to point out is that Gunther is now the longest reigning IC intercontinental champion in the 21st century. He of the modern era, whatever, however you want to qualify it. Four one one mania did a little write up. Uh, Gunther has been Intercontinental Champion for 245 days, which at this point is like 251, I think, because this was written last week, uh, making his reign the longest since The Rock's 264-day reign that started in December of 1997. If he can make it to WrestleMania 39 on April 1st, he will have been champion for 295 days, which would be the fifth longest of all time and the longest since the Honky Tonk Man's all-time record reign of 454 days that lasted from June 87 to August of 88. And I'm going to call it here. Gunther should 100% break that record. His reign has been incredible. He's he's defending the title in incredible matches. If he can stay healthy, I don't see a single reason why he couldn't main event one of the two nights next year's WrestleMania defending the Intercontinental Championship it has just been an incredible run we we talked to death the match that he had with Sheamus at Clash at the Castle um, he's had you know his match against Ricochet against Braun Strowman like he's just he's so good and it's like I know that originally like I'm not like he's completely won me over at this point like I'm just all aboard the the Gunther hype train 
And I think it would be super cool if he just, you know, I keep going back to the Santino, the honka meter thing where he just like that. And that rain ended very quickly after that, I think after he started that, I think, but like, no, this should 100% be a record setting rain for him. Like all time, not just modern era. So, but that's a cool stat. I thought it was kind of neat. And yeah, I, like I said, next year's WrestleMania, uh, if this is 39 this year, WrestleMania 40 night one, Gunther defending against, you know, whatever huge name, Seth Rollins or any insert name here, Brock Lesnar, fuck it. Shoot for the stars. I think that would be incredible. And I want to see that. So congrats to Gunther for his record setting reign and may it continue. A little bit of wrestling with articulation just because we we lump in like the video game news with the action figure news. I don't have anything on the action figure front just because I wasn't paying a ton of attention to it. So I'm sure if there's something I missed this week, Dalton will fill us in next week when we are back. But we did get today the full list of the showcase mode for WWE 2K23 has been revealed. Uh, Fightful.com has assembled the the full list. They got this from the SmackDown Hotel, which is just a fantastic uh, wrestling video game website name. Like, 10 out of 10. No notes. And there's a whole lot of John Cena on here, obviously, because it is the John Cena Showcase. So when I whenever I read these off, I'm going to read off the events and the opponent, but I'm not going to say John Cena versus 14 different times because that's how many there are. There's 14 matches this year. Uh, there, were two, there were 12 matches for the Rey Mysterio Showcase last year. And um, Fightful points out that it, these, notably the list does not feature some of Cena's highly touted bouts against the likes of CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, John Bradshaw Layfield, and Kevin Owens. Um, I mean, the CM Punk and Daniel Bryan ones are pretty obvious. And as far as I know, this is a list of matches that John Cena lost. So it would also make sense why, like, the JBL, what is it listed there too? But... The full list of the matches are uh, his match with Kurt Angle, John Cena's debut match, SmackDown to, uh, June 27th, 2002, uh, versus Brock Lesnar at Backlash 03, versus The Undertaker, Vengeance 03, versus Edge, New Year's Revolution 2006, uh, versus Rob Van Dam for the WWE Championship at ECW One Night Stand 2006, uh, versus Edge at SummerSlam 06, versus Triple H at WW, for the WWE Championship at Night of Champions 2008, uh, versus Batista at SummerSlam 2008, versus Randy Orton at Hell in a Cell 2009, the John Cena versus The Rock Once in a Lifetime, WrestleMania 28. Uh, surprisingly, Once in a Lifetime 2 is not on there. I hate that. I hated that so much. Oh my god. Versus Brock Lesnar, uh, WWE World Heavyweight Championship, SummerSlam 2014, AJ Styles, SummerSlam 2016, The Undertaker, WrestleMania 34, and Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, SummerSlam 2021. That Undertaker versus John Cena match, like, do you just have to, like, go up and be like, all right, you're The Undertaker. Hit a finishing move twice. Okay, next match. Like, that's, that's a weird one, but... I like this list of matches, though, especially since, like I said, they're highlighting matches that Cena actually lost, which, again, to me, is just an absolutely hilarious decision. 
the whole lol Cena wins trope that we went through for a decade and now they're we're focusing on all these matches that he lost so it's a weird thing like i would have liked to have seen them because there are some very historic matches that cena won that you could pull from but overall for what they're going for i think this is a really solid this is a really solid list so um but the game is coming out soon I want to say it's like it's we're just a couple like a month away. Uh, it's on here. Scroll down. I'm professional. 2K23 is scheduled for release on March 17th for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PC, and they can and fans can play on March 14th by pre-ordering the deluxe or icon versions of the game. And then of course this is the if you do pre-order it. Uh, I believe Bad Bunny is the pre-order bonus, which solid. I can't knock that. That's just kind of a fun little. It's not a essential WWE superstar or legend that you're locking behind a paywall by having to pre-order it. It's it's the celebrity appearance, so I'm totally okay with that. I think that's kind of a. And it's cool that Bad Bunny's going to be in the game. Like, why not? I was a little bummed he wasn't in the Royal Rumble, but you take what you can get. And then the last thing to talk about, the big one to talk about, is this Saturday is the Elimination Chamber premium live event pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it. And I'm honestly, like, super excited for this show. I might be going out of town that morning, but I'm going to do my best to make sure that I'm back in time for this so that I don't have to, like, stay off of social media like I had to do for the Royal Rumble. So I'm going to try to, uh, I'm going to try to get back so I can watch it live because I'm legit, like, I'm more excited for this match or for this show than I think I was the Royal Rumble. But going through the card, the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE United States Championship, which again, correction from last week, uh, this is for the championship. I was wrong about it being for a WrestleMania match for the championship. It is for the actual championship. Austin Theory defends against Seth freaking Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. And I, while I don't have any expectations of Theory losing the match, I think he could because they've been planting those John Cena seeds for the WrestleMania match. And I think that that match on its own merits, like Austin Theory versus John Cena, you don't need to include the U.S. championship there. So I genuinely am not sure which way they're going to go. There's a There are several very good options here. My pick, though, for who I think is going to win, because since I'm by myself, Dalton can't be here to be like, no, you're wrong and stupid. This is why. So you can. I would prefer if you didn't, but, like, you could. Just, you know, keep it to yourself. I think that this is going to... I think it's going to be Seth Rollins is going to win the match potentially just because like you could put the you, you could have logan paul because again that's kind of seems like where the tea leaves are, are it's, that's not the phrase i'm looking for that's the way the winds are blowing is it's theory versus cena at mania and then rollins versus paul at mania and i think that like i said rollins and paul also does not need a championship match or doesn't need a championship belt to be a sell or a draw necessarily like those two names alone are enough 
for what that match could be for Mania. But adding Logan Paul actually challenging for a, you know, okay, so he couldn't, he didn't win the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns. Will Logan Paul win his first, win a championship in WWE by beating Rollins? And I think that is a much more likely scenario than, you know, when they announced that it was going to be Logan Paul challenging Roman Reigns at whatever Saudi show they did. So I think that could be kind of an interesting hook that the the U.S. title could conceivably be a part of that story. I obviously have a soft spot for the other four people in the match, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling. Uh, his, his main roster run so far has been a little bit of a letdown for me just because it's been less Johnny wrestling than I would like to see. And it's been kind of more jokey, shticky stuff, which he's, he's good at, but I, I really want to see Johnny wrestling come in and have just like a killer match. So hopefully, you know, he's, he's someone that I do hope like starts it. And then he's in say the final two or final three, obviously Bronson Reed. I am a giant fan of Bronson Reed. I was a huge fan of Jonah, uh, him just kind of having two monster champions, uh, two monster secondary champions on each show with Gunther on SmackDown and then Reed on Raw would be kind of a neat dynamic. Uh, I don't expect him to win it, but I would be very, very happy if he did because Bronson Reed rules and I'm very, very excited that he's back in WWE. Then you have Damian Priest, who has been killing it with Judgment Day. Again, another person that like is I just... He's so cool, like effortlessly cool, not Samoa Joe levels of effortlessly cool because no one, literally not a human being walking this planet is effortlessly cool like Samoa Joe is, but uh, I I really like Damian Priest and him winning the title, bringing a little bit of gold to Judgment Day would be neat, especially with Ray Ripley going after the women's championship, uh, the SmackDown women's championship. I, I like that idea of them trying to like them kind of establishing their own dominance with maybe filling in a little bit of a void that the bloodline crumbling could be leaving behind. And then Montez Ford go back to like any date that the street profits have had a match on a pay-per-view. And I more than likely have tweeted Montez Ford is a future WWE champion. I don't think he wins the U S title here. I think he's going to do uh, incredibly athletic things that were going to be like, holy shit, this dude is a main eventer. And I, I love that. I, so I'm very, very excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see the gear that he wears that Bianca Belair is going to have made for him. I, I'm I'm very, very excited to see what he does in this chamber match. It's a stacked chamber match. I like that. It's for the secondary championship, uh, with the main title being defended. I'll talk to the, I'll talk about that obviously here in a little bit, but this could be a ton of fun. I genuinely, you know, don't really, because it's one thing to go into a match where you like know the outcome and yeah, they're always, we always say like, yeah, but they're going to be good enough that they're going to convince me I'm wrong at some point. But like, this is more fun for me because I could see this going a couple of different ways. So I really don't know what to expect coming out of this. And that is just, that makes things a lot more fun for me. Now, a match that is for a championship opportunity at WrestleMania 39 is the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Uh, the winner gets the WWE Raw Women's Championship challenging Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Uh, it is Asuka challenging Liv Morgan versus Nikki Cross versus Rich- Raquel Rodriguez blah, 
versus Natalia versus Carmella. And this is another one that like, man, I could see this go in several different ways because I 100% thought it was going to be Ripley versus Belair. That was the match that I was personally hoping for, but it's not the one that we're getting. I'm very interested in Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. I think that could be super cool. Really want Maria Ripley to win. Not, and not because I don't like Charlotte, because I know a lot of people like to shit on Charlotte Flair. I'm not one of them, but just like, I think that match will rule, but I'm just such a fan of Ripley and this work she's been doing with Judgment Day. Like, yes, it, let her have the championship. So that leads the question of like, okay, well, who's going to challenge Bel Air? And out of this, out of this group of, of women, I, my pick is between either Asuka or Raquel Rodriguez. And I, I gotta lean Asuka just because this is a, we have, we're having a new presentation for Asuka. She's this new character than the, the, what was it? The Empress of Tomorrow, I think. Um, I am very, very intrigued to see what she does. I would like to see her kind of sink her teeth into something story related with Bianca Belair. I think that could be really cool. I obviously would love for Liv Morgan to win. I hated how she, her championship run was such a dud to me personally because like, okay, she, she cashed in her money in the bank briefcase after Rousey was already hurt. And then she loses to Rousey in a not great match, which, you know, if, if you've listened to the show before, I'm not a huge fan of Ronda Rousey as a wrestler or person or anything. Um, Nikki Cross would be interesting. I just, I don't see that as like the WrestleMania match. It could be. She is super talented. She's very entertaining. I would like to see her wrestle Bianca Belair. Uh, but I just, I don't know if that's what they're going to do. Uh, Natalia, same thing. Like she's, she's kind of, we've, we've made the comparison to like Dolph Ziggler before where they, she easily could have been like at the level of Becky Lynch, Bailey, Charlotte Flair, any of the horsewomen, but just they, they started and stopped so often with her. It's hard to really get invested. So would it be cool to see her challenge Bianca Belair in a one-on-one -on -one match for the championship at wrestlemania hell yeah like that would be incredible because she's worked so hard she's so good but it's just it's hard to get you know behind her in a creative sense because it the, that rug's been pulled out from underneath us so many times um kind of same thing for carmella but not nearly for the same like length of time everything that they have given carmella she's killed it and i think we're kind of in a rebuilding phase for her right now so I don't think that this WrestleMania is the one where, you know, we're going to see her challenge for the championship, but like maybe next year, depending on what her character is and how she continues to impress. Cause like the mix match challenge where she was with the new day was incredible. Uh, her pairing with, you know, uh, Ellsworth was super entertaining on her end. Like she, anything they give her, she knocks it out of the park regularly. So I, I would not, be opposed to seeing her win it here. I just think it's kind of early for her on her comeback. And then the last name, which is the other name that I think has the best chance outside of Oscar to win the whole thing is Raquel Rodriguez. I, the only reason that I don't really want her to win it is because like, she just came up short against Ronda Rousey and granted it was dirty. You know, they're the, they did the broken arm thing with Rousey and Baszler and her and I do think that her versus Bianca Belair would be incredible, but it's just one of those like, ah, you just came back. Like Asuka feel, even though she's been on the main roster, like outside of Natalia, I want to say longer than everyone else in the match. Like 
that may not be true. I might be talking out of my ass there. But like Asuka, this is like this is a fresh this is a fresh presentation for Asuka, who we already know is like one of the best wrestlers WWE has, period. So that's that's the match I'm hoping to see is Asuka versus Bianca Belair. But I think Raquel Rodriguez is a good choice. Natalia would be a good choice. Liv Morgan would be a good choice. Like and even Nikki Cross and Carmella, it's not that they would be bad choices. Those are just like personal preference, the ones that I would be least excited to see. But literally any one of these women could win, and I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, man, like I'm not going to come on next week for the review show and complain that, man, this is a this is going to be a bad match because it just it wouldn't be. A mixed tag team match, uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley, speaking of Ripley, and this is this will be fun. It'll be good. All four people in this match are incredibly talented. I'm just... Man, the Judgment Day, it's, if you're not building to something for Mania, I need this match to be the end of the Edge stuff with Judgment Day. I get that he founded it, I get that this, you know, this whole story has been about Edge and Judgment Day, but it's been going on so long, off and on, including, like, they're still feuding with Edge, even though they're feuding with AJ Styles or Rey Mysterio. Like, it's all lumped in together, and it's been just all-consuming about Edge. I'm excited to see Balor work with someone else. I'm excited to see Edge work with someone else. Uh, um, so, I don't know. I The match will be good. I'm excited for it. It's always a treat when Beth Phoenix comes back. Her versus Ripley is just going to be, like, a hoss fight. I'm super excited for that. And... I think this will be a lot of fun, but I hope this is it. You know, the, the, I, I know I mentioned before, but like, I'm kind of like in the back of my head thinking like, what if the WrestleMania event, the WrestleMania match with edge is edge and bad bunny versus Balor and Damian priest. And then you have, uh, Dominic versus Ray, which if you haven't seen the video of him, of Dominic and, Ripley going on their Valentine's date, go out of your way to watch that because again, it's just, it's fantastic. But like, man, it would be a cool kind of like role reversal where Priest and Bunny were tag team partners in Bunny's debut, but now it's, he, now he's taking on, uh, now he's taking on Damien Priest. I just, I would rather it be a singles match, honestly, like Bad Bunny and Damien Priest just one-on-one, -on -one. but I don't think that's, I don't think that'll happen. And this is all just, like, pure, just what-if-ism, so. I'm excited for the match. I'm just ready for the Edge Judgment Day chapter to finally close once and for all. We have another match that I am very excited for on paper, even though I don't think this is their last match. But Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. This, I think, is supposed to be, like, their rubber match. But I... There, I just, I don't know what either of these guys do at WrestleMania if it's not fight each other again. And I would be super okay with that because this is just two big dudes. Like, face Brock Lesnar is still so weird to me, but it works. And I enjoy the hell out of it. The segment on Monday with the, um, the contract signing with the Bobby scared chance and then, but the crowd is also still like into Bobby Lashley. Like, he isn't an outright heel yet uh they're doing all this stuff with teasing the hurt business coming back with mvp talking to 
Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin in the background of interview segments, things like that. I I kind of think that this is like a Bobby Lashley either steals one, and so they have their final match at WrestleMania, or I kind of wonder, does this match even happen? Do they do like a backstage angle where Lesnar gets taken out or Lashley gets taken out? You know, one blames the other, who knows what happens, but I don't think that this is going to be their final I don't, (coughs) excuse me, I don't think this is going to be their final encounter, because also this is the type of matchup that, like, yeah, this is a wrestle, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar should be happening at a WrestleMania, just, it should be, and I love that, like, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar against someone of relatively equal size is so good when he wants to sell for someone, he sells for him amazing, whether it's like AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan, but like there's something special when it is someone like Lesnar's size because of how rare of a thing that is to have someone be Lesnar's size. And then what I'm assuming is going to be the main event of the show, the Roman Reigns defends the Uwu Championship against Sami Zayn and just... God damn. What else what what else can you say about this? Like Although I guess I do need to correct myself not correct myself but like admit I was wrong because I mentioned like oh man, I hope the fans don't turn on Cody. I hope that you know the Sami Zayn stuff doesn't overshadow the other stuff. The last 2 weeks of Raw. So we didn't get to talk about I wanted to talk about last week's Raw with Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. That interview segment. And we just we did we didn't Uh, get a chance to but then this week on raw with cody rhodes and Sami Zayn, just holy shit i'm gonna shut the fuck up and just watch because the 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 Heyman rhodes was just like oh yeah no i want to see this wrestlemania match now i do want to see cody rhodes versus roman reigns like it they did it so quickly and so effectively of just like, nope, it actually is very personal, and we can get there. And Cody and Roman haven't even shared the ring yet since Cody's been back, or like since he's won the Royal Rumble. Super on board with that. Then you top it off on Monday with Sami Zayn's calling out Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes flat out said, I may not be wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. It might be, It's looking like it's probably going to be Sami Zayn. And for them to have their promo exchange where... Sammy wants to know if Cody actually believed it or believed what he said. You know, Cody asking Sammy if he believes what he said. Sammy, like, getting emotional and not... Oh, my God. It's so good. This is, like, as good as... As much as I loved the Hangman chase for the AEW title, I think this is better, even. And, I, I again, I don't know what's going to happen at Elimination Chamber. I have a pretty good guess. My prediction still is that the the Usos will, even though on Monday, I think it was Monday, Heyman told the Uso told Jimmy Uso that Roman wanted the Usos to stay home, be and watch on TV because like Sammy and Jay had a moment in the parking garage after no one knew what happened to Jay. I I still think that Sammy doesn't win. The title, we're going to get, like, Jay choosing the bloodline over Sammy, and we are going to get the uh, Usos versus Owens and Zayn at Mania, which, 
if Cody versus Roman main events night two, Owens and Zayn versus the Oso 100% needs to main event night one. Like that is a, that is, there's enough emotion and storyline investment that like you easily could justify that being a WrestleMania main event. So I still think that's going to happen, but like if I was a hundred percent sure two weeks ago, I'm like 40% sure now because they've done such a good job of convincing me like, yeah, no, this could happen that like we actually could see Cody Rhodes versus Sami Zayn or, you know, does Roman Reigns invoke whatever rematch clause, you know, there's, there's a bunch of different ways that they could go with this because honestly, like Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso you could get to that as a singles WrestleMania match and it would make sense. I don't think people would complain about that. So I don't know. I'm very, very excited. Um, as much as like the Royal rumble, the, the turn happening there wasn't like what I was hoping to see. It was done so well, even. And just like the follow-up is what has been key. The follow-up has been absolutely killer. So I just, Man, I'm so excited for this match. I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited for the Elimination Chamber. So, this is very, very exciting. I hope you guys are excited as well. If you're not, let me know why. Or if you are, tell me what you're most excited for. That is going to do it for this week. Like I said, a little bit of a shorter episode since Dalton isn't here. But we will be back next week. We'll talk about uh, everything, the fallout of the Elimination Chamber uh, whatever news pops up. I know Mercedes money has her first match this weekend as well, uh, for new Japan where she is challenging Kyrie sane for the, uh, new Japan. Let me get this pulled up real quick just so I can get that correct. Um, Mercedes money versus Kyrie for the IWGP women's championship. Um, Battle in the Valley, Saturday, February 18th. So that is also this Saturday. Um, you can get that on Fight TV. So uh, very excited to see what happens there. I don't know. Like on the one hand, do they immediately put the championship on her in her first match? Or do they kind of like, does she lose it here and then build up towards it more? I kind of think you just, if you're paying her whatever money she's asking, you, she's going to immediately take it. Which, again, makes sense. Can't be mad at it. But we'll talk about that on uh, next week. We'll talk about Elimination Chamber next week. Whatever new updates for WWE 2K23 that come out. Because there's roster updates and all sorts of stuff coming out just about daily, it seems like. It's too much for even me to... I would probably pay more attention to it if I liked the 2K games more than I do. But that's a discussion for another time. Whenever Dalton's like, no, you're wrong. They're perfect. But that is going to do it for the week. Thank you so much if you tuned in on this solo show. I appreciate you greatly. Um, We'll be back next week, like I said, with a ton to talk about again. Until then, though, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, twitter.com slash nerdiestpart. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash the5starman with the number 5. Even though he wasn't here tonight, I will go ahead and plug his. Dalton uh, is Mr. D. Anthony, N-P-O-T-R, Twitter as well, so... Uh, also something that I didn't mention, but the Royal Rumble review episode that we did was the high, like 
the most listened to episode we've ever done, which like it, it's it's not like huge numbers by any stretch, but it was cool to see. So if you're if you're sticking around from there, I appreciate you. And but yeah, that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week. Thank you again. Um, but until next week, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and as always, watch more wrestling.